0: your lower back may very well be doing absolutely nothing that you tell it to do. Learning how to control the muscles that set the curve of your lumbar spine may be the most important thing you learn this year. Because I can't think of a more important part of your body to have under control, can you? More than any other piece of the support structure, it directly determines your lifting efficiency. We teach a lot of people to do the basic barbell exercises in our weekend seminars in groups that range from 20 to 30 people. We have been, since 2006, showing thousands of people from every demographic group you can name how to squat, bench press, deadlift, press, and power clean. All of these movements demand the use of an extended or arched lower back for efficiency of force transfer and production and for safety. Now, I will admit being guilty of having said on occasion that safety is for pussies, but that is just my peculiar way of saying that safety is actually a byproduct of efficiency, which you are expected to utilize anyway. And this arched low back position, the extended lumbar spine, is inherent in the effective use of the spine as the transmitter of force for power produced in the hips and legs and applied at the shoulders, upper back, and down to the hands. And in every group we teach, there are always, without exception, at least a couple of people, that cannot either produce or maintain a lumbar spinal extension. In other words, when I ask them to arch your lower back or do an anterior pelvic tilt or to stick out your butt or to make your tailbone touch your middle back or any number of other artful commands designed to stimulate the attendee to produce the desired low back position, there will be at least a couple of people who cannot do it. Sometimes more than a couple. Interestingly enough, most of the girls, the vast majority of the women, can do it perfectly. And I don't even usually ask to see them demonstrate this position. And that's not because I'm leery of an inappropriate behavior accusation. Although this has happened before, I'll have to tell you about that another time. I don't ask because I've never met a female who could not immediately, with pride, produce a voluntary lumbar extension. Well, I've met one or two, but only one or two in the past 10 years. And this is because this extended lower back position is a normal posture for any woman not swaddled in a burqa, because it is a display position learned when they are young. The biggest problem with many women is an exaggeration of the arch into an overextension, which is probably a worse position than, than lumbar flexion would be if the spine is loaded. So I just save time and only check the guys. Many tall, skinny kids, probably most of them actually, if they're young, cannot even bend over without rounding the low back into complete flexion, as if they're reluctant to bend the knees, but quite happy to round their lower back. Many of these kids grow up to be relatively normal-looking adult males without ever learning to use the lower back correctly. There are always a couple that have absolutely no concept of this position. And once they're shown how to do it, all of them will tell me that this is the first time they have ever voluntarily assumed the position of an extended lower back, an arched low back. I'll not insult your intelligence here by explaining why the low back needs to be in the normal lordotic extended position to bear a load. It's been written about by me and Many others elsewhere, and if you're interested enough to be listening to this beautiful essay, you already know this. The thing you need to know is why so many people don't have the ability to voluntarily assume this position and whether you might be one of them, and, of course, how to fix it if you are. The reason that you and many other people can't arch your low back and hold it there in a squat or a deadlift is because you actually don't know what position your back is in. Your kinesthetic sense for the position of your spine has remained undeveloped. You may actually think it's arched already when it's either not arched or in flexion. An awareness of the position of your back is necessary for the control of that position until you can identify lumbar extension, in other words, what it feels like to have your lower back in a position where the erector spiny muscles are in contraction, then you won't be able to assume this position when you want to or when you have to, like in a squat or at the start of the deadlift. More importantly, for lifting heavy weights, unless you can produce a voluntary concentric contraction of the lumbar muscles, to set your lumbar spine into hard extension, you will not be able to reliably control those same muscles isometrically under a load. If you can't arch your low back when you want to, while you're standing up without any weight on your back, How in the hell will you be able to control it when controlling it gets hard? Here's what typically happens. After I identify the guys in the crowd that have a quiet low back, I'll stand beside the worst one and place my thumb and fingers on the muscle bellies of his erectors at the level of about T8 and then trace the muscles down to the sacrum. This tactile cue is sometimes sufficient to trigger a contraction to the lower back muscles. I'll say, arch this part of your back, and then I'll watch carefully to see what he moves. Most guys that don't get it right will lift the chest instead of arching the low back, or they'll lean forward by slightly flexing the hips without changing, the position of the spinal components at all. The problem is not that the muscles won't contract. It's that he's never tried to make them contract before now, and he doesn't know how. There is no connection between his brain and his neuromuscular system that involves these muscles. Like asking me to play A major seventh on my guitar a chord I never learned, I'd have to think very hard about where to place my fingers. I'd have to watch them with my eyes and practice doing it several hundred times before what is called a motor pathway is established that allowed me to play the chord in a useful, non-nauseating way. Fortunately, the motor pathway to the lower back is much easier to establish because the motor units involved are not as small. It doesn't take fine motor control to arch your lower back. So there are fewer nervous system components involved in the movement. They can be taught much more quickly if you can figure out how to get the guy to do it right just a few times so he can feel what it is he's supposed to do. When this doesn't work, I've got several tricks I use to produce this position. I'll continue with cues. I might say, lift your sacrum, and then I'll touch the sacrum with my hand, tap on it, up here to your mid-back, and then I'll touch his spine at T8. Like, make these two spots come together. Or I'll turn around, and have him lay the palm of his hand flat across my lower back and produce the contraction I want him to do myself. This works pretty well sometimes. Some people can learn from watching the lower back of another lifter go into contraction and then copying the motion. Feeling it with the hand in that instant reinforces what the eyes see. Or I might explain the concept of the pelvic tilt. The pelvis is hooked up pretty thoroughly to your lower back, and if you tilt the top of the pelvis forward, the bottom tilts backwards, and the low back goes into an arched position, extension. With a combination of demonstration and manual assistance, I can produce the anterior pelvic tilt that arches the low back. Now, here's a helpful cue for males, all right? I'm going to I'm going to whisper this. Drop your dick down between your knees. You got that? Drop your dick down between your knees. This this works pretty well because most guys know where their dick is and most guys know where their knees are. And grandiosity being common, this usually works better than about any other cue, oddly enough. If all these things fail, then plan B goes hot. So I lay the guy down on the floor on his belly, flat on the ground with his belly, hands behind the head. I will make sure he has relaxed his chest and elbows into the floor, and then I'll say, lift your chest and elbows up off the floor. Now, this movement produces an extension in the thoracic area of the back, well above where I want it. This may be what he was doing previously. I'll have him do this a couple of times and then explain that this is what lifting the chest feels like. And then I'll say, now lift your knees and feet, clear of the floor, all the way off the floor, keep your knees straight. And I'll have him hold this contraction for a few seconds, and then I touch the lumbar muscles with my fingers and thumbs which are now in contraction. Because this motion cannot be made without a lumbar extension. I'll say, do you feel the difference between this and raising your chest up? He can now feel my hand on the muscles like before when he was standing and unable to make them contract, but now they are tight, they are in contraction. He has produced a voluntary contraction in the muscles that before were previously unresponsive to the command because I have given him a movement task to do that produces this movement, a task he cannot do without an active contraction of the lumbar erectors. I let him relax a second and then I'll have him do a set of 10 reps, holding each arched position for a couple of seconds, keeping the chest and the elbows down on the floor and lifting the knees with straight legs. The end of 10 reps. These previously lazy muscle bellies have accumulated a little bit of lactate, and the burn is an identifiable product of the contraction. Then I stand him back up and tell him to make the same motion he did on the floor. The muscles are still burning a little bit and he remembers exactly, rather his nervous system remembers exactly, what action made this happen. A combination of these cues and this position on the floor works the vast majority of the time to fix this problem. Now why is this the most important thing that you will ever learn about weights, as alluded to in the title of this piece? A lifter who cannot control his lumbar spine is not as good a lifter as he can be. The rigidity of the spine is so important a component of the force transfer mechanism between the floor and the bar that your pulling and squatting efficiency is severely compromised until you learn this. Many people get away without knowing about this controlled efficiency for years because their abs and related muscles are strong enough to compensate for some part of this missing component. This is why some guys just lean forward into hip extension when I try to cue the low back. Ab contraction has been the default mechanism for spinal stability because that's all that was available in the absence of a lumbar extension. I've discovered experienced lifters that lack the ability to concentrically control the lumbar muscles. These guys immediately improved their pulling and squatting upon being shown how to produce this contraction. Immediately meaning the next set. Olympic lifters with this hold in their preparation will exhibit bar path problems that do not respond to the usual cues. If a slightly different amount of pull gets transferred to the bar on every rep, a slightly different bar path will result every time due to the difference in force transferred to the load. If you're coaching a lifter, don't forget to check the low back for tightness, since it has a bearing on performance. And just for the hell of it, ask your lifter to demonstrate his low back arch for you. You may be surprised. So when you get through listening to this amazing recording of this brilliant article here in about 10 seconds, stand up yourself and see if you're one of the guys whose lifting can immediately benefit from learning how to control your low back muscles. If you are, well, you're welcome.